0: legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending andro compound The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking bodybuilding supplements
1: in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com.
0: Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I am your host, Jeff Roberts, and I'm here as always with Matt Wyke. How are you doing today, Matt?
1: I'm good. I'm good. How about you? Good, Anything going man.
0: on? Uh, just some craziness, and I guess really the uh, more of the same craziness in the supplement industry. Um, some horse shit coming to the surface that's making our industry look worse, you know, or, or bad, which is. Um, you know, I'm talking about the, the whole Prime Nutrition and John Meadows and this back-and-forth stuff that they have going on. and um, we, we really won't spend much time on it just because we don't really know. I mean, nobody really knows except the guys um, on the inside. Like, those guys, you know, they know what's going on. But no, nobody else really knows. It's all speculation. and I don't know. I guess I'm not surprised. I, I don't know why anyone would have thought that, you know, I was not surprised. I, I think that we have seen countless companies get busted for label claims, or this guy said this, or this guy did that, or this company fucked me over. It just happens all the time, uh, and I don't know why people would think these companies in question were immune to that. It's it's not really a, a shock to me. You know, it's like it's like if I love analogies, as you know. It's like if 10 teams in the NFL got busted for steroids and they're breaking the rules, right? And one of them was not the Dolphins. And then the Dolphins got busted. And everyone made a huge deal about that. It's like, well, what do you expect? Like, it's really just more of the same with different names and different companies, you know? And to me, it's like, uh, it's it just, I mean... The supplement industry is fighting an uphill battle as it is with the pharmaceutical industry and, and, and all that and mainstream media acting like everything that's sold in the supplement industry will immediately kill you. This is just not something we need and it's – it's everything about it, whether or not who's right and who's wrong, everything about it is just negative and, and it's it's too bad. So we're not going to really harp on it, but you, you actually have a different – I wouldn't necessarily say more extensive history – we both have a pretty long history in the supplement industry, but uh, yours is much more. Uh, what would the word would be? Mine's more like retail, where yours is more like in the guts, uh, so to speak. So, what do you make of this? Just, just briefly, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I was with Metrex for you know the better part of a decade, and and to be honest, I've I've seen this crap. I mean, anyone who who uh, is money hungry is going to look for places that are making the money to go sue because they know that they have the money and they'll either settle out of court or they're going to blow it up to be this big deal. Now I'm not saying any party that is involved in this uh, scandal, I guess you can call it um, is, is loaded. You know, they're, they're all pretty much making money in, in their own uh, little sector of the industry. But I mean, at metrics, we've seen people sue for the dumbest stuff and Oh, they're just trying to grab money. And, and that's all there is to it. And there's lawyers out there who literally it's all they do for their living. It's they try and go after the supplement companies. They gather a whole bunch of people up and they make a whole bunch of BS and say, oh, well, I have all of these clients that, uh, you know, came to me and they had this issue with the product. Like literally they're just baiting. And, and you know, I'm not saying that that's what's happening here because clearly, you know, there was a, you know, supposed cover up going on. But I mean, to me, the bottom line with with all of the stuff that's been going on in the industry lately is no one wins. I mean, the manufacturer doesn't win because obviously he's getting caught. The consumer doesn't win because, you know, he's the one who's getting screwed and spending good money on these types of products. The retailer doesn't win because now he has a whole bunch of products on his shelf that he just sold somebody who they're going to look at this guy and go, you know, why did you just sell me this product if it doesn't meet label claims or it doesn't do this or, you know. The the marketing is total BS. Um, you know, it, it just, we don't need any more black eyes in this industry. I mean, it's already not regulated by the FDA, which a lot of people are looking at and going, yeah, you know, we should probably, you know, get the FDA involved and get them regulating things so that this type of nonsense doesn't happen. Or if it does, you know, th- there's going to be bigger consequences. And to an extent, I have to agree. But, you know, when, when people are trying to pinch pennies and, you know, inflate their margins and put more money back in their pockets by, by not doing certain things, it, that's really shady. And and I hope the people that are involved in this, whoever is actually found guilty, you know, obviously we can kind of point fingers right now and we see emails going back and forth through social media. You know, I, I'm not going to say who's truly at fault here. Obviously, I have my own opinions, um, but, you know, innocent until proven guilty. And I hope the people who were involved in this, who are found guilty of, you know, whatever is is really discovered uh, full-blown, you know what? I, I hope it gives them the biggest black eye in the industry. I hope they get blackballed. I hope nobody buys their products. I hope nobody supports their brands. I hope nobody supports them. I mean, that's all you have in this industry, and we've talked about it before. You know, your reputation is is literally everything. If, if you're known in the industry as a scumbag, you're always going to be a scumbag. If you're true to your word and a good person and a hard worker and you do it for the right reasons, people are going to see that and they're going to want to go support you and buy your products. So it goes both ways. Unfortunately, more times than not, you know, in, in today's age, you have the people that are trying to cut the corners and, you know, not necessarily be truthful on the labels just to make some extra money. And that's and a shame. And it's being on the outside looking in now, you know, now that I'm not with Metrex, I, I see more of what's going on and, and I'm able to talk about it more with other people and, you know, my clients, the people that I train and do their nutrition for and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm a little bit more vocal about it. Obviously, I have to watch um, just so I don't get sued and stuff. And that's why we're really not naming any names in, in this whole conversation right now. But, uh, I mean, the whole situation right now is just terrible. There's There's no good that's going to come out of this other than, you know – a bad brand, you know, or person or whoever is going to get exposed. So hopefully that cleans up at least a little bit of the industry until some other knucklehead comes in and decides to do something similar.
0: Yeah. And uh, the, another reason I don't like to comment on it is because we can read all these posts and all these things, blah, blah, blah. And something that people really do not understand and it makes them very dumb is context. It's the, it's the fucking Donald Trump phenomenon. You can put Donald Trump and be like, like if you could, you can take shit out of context and make anyone look like anything. You can't watch a five second clip on CNN of Donald Trump saying three words and call him a racist. Like you're a fucking moron. Cause you have no idea what he was talking about. None. Don't say, well, it doesn't matter. That's what it says. You see the words right there. Like you want a perfect example Let's say um, let's say a company is being tested for something, right? Let's say it's being tested for rat shit. It doesn't matter. In this example, it doesn't matter. Now, there may be, so, and you post something that says, XY product tested for 1.2 blah, blah, blah of rat shit. And you can say, look, right there, it's the proof. There's the proof there's rat shit in it. Well, guess what? There, maybe there is a legal limit to the amount of rat shit that can be in a product or whatever ingredient it may be that there, that there's, you know what I'm talking? So, so like that may be the average amount of rat shit might be three. And this product that you're showing the results of are 1. You know what I'm saying? So you don't know the context of that sentence That could be a good sentence, even though it reads bad because you're thinking about rat shit. Look, it has rat shit. Well, maybe rat shit happens to be inevitable. And of course, don't take me literally. I'm using rat shit as it could be anything. It could be anything. You know, it could be heavy metals. It could be anything like that. So maybe whatever bad ingredient, maybe it's very, very hard to produce a product without that. So... You are going... You are shooting for a very small amount. You know what I mean? So, just because... I'm not saying that's the case with this. It really probably isn't. But the the whole... You don't know the context of any of this shit. So, you don't have any fucking idea. You can't read one line that somebody said and act like you know what they meant or what they were saying because you don't have the context. Um, that that that's, that's something that people... It just goes... It, People people are able to read one sentence and they decide what the context is and then they come to a conclusion based on that. It's like, well it's not it's it's not your it's not up to you to decide what the con- or what you think the context is of any statement. You don't know. You have no idea. That's why lots of news stories and Facebook clips and all this shit, like you nobody has any real idea because the context is skewed in favor of whoever's posting, you know? And um that's not to defend anyone or anything like that. Like I think this whole thing is a, a big, a big pile of steam and shit, and especially it's not good for the industry at all. But um, just as an example of context, we don't have any real context, so we like, you know what I mean? It doesn't doesn't make sense to even comment on it because we
1: don't really know. So, well, something else that I want to touch on, and you know, I, I can speak about this firsthand. You know, now that I have my own business if you're a business owner there's a way that you conduct yourself and the way that certain people are going about this is is completely wrong and you know from a business owner to a business owner you know i i can say that if i was an outsider who never owned a business then i would you know stay in my place and shut my mouth but the way that certain people are acting and reacting to certain things that are going on is is not the right way to do things and i don't care what anybody says When you own a business, that is your business. You need to know the ins and outs of the everyday operations that go on. I don't care if you have a co-packer, you have another manufacturer who's going out there producing the products for you. You need to know 100% what is going into your products. So if that means that of every batch that comes off the line, you need to get that tested to ensure that it meets label claims, then that's what you fucking do. Own your business. It's your name. It's your product. It's your reputation on the line. And if you're mm-hmm. okay with just saying, ah, I trust them. You know, they're my buddies. They, you know, they wouldn't do me wrong. If they come to find out that this manufacturer is was purposely... You know, underdosing certain things You know, yes That's the that's the fault of the manufacturer But damn well, that's the fault of the owner Of the company as well Whatever brand that, that you know, company uh, You know, is representing By this manufacturer it You have to take your business by the balls And own it I mean, if a fly freaking farts in the manufacturing Building, like, I would want to know that Like, if something's going on I need to know that You know, as a business owner You have to take responsibility for every part of your business. Even if it's stuff that you're outsourcing, you better know damn well where those raw materials are coming from. It better be tested before you actually put in the product. And then you should probably test it again afterwards to make sure that every single batch that comes off that line is 100% truthful to the label claims and that there's nothing extra in it. I mean, shit happens. Sometimes stuff gets mixed up. Sometimes stuff gets put in that's not supposed to be in. But by testing your products and owning that, you can alleviate all of these types of headaches. And I'm not saying that you know the fault is the the brand. I'm not saying that the fault is the manufacturer. We're going to figure that out probably in in the next couple of weeks to maybe even months, depending on how long this drags out. But as a business owner, you need to own your shit. Like I don't I don't care what type of business it is. I don't care yeah. if you're you know if you own a grocery store, you own a, uh, a computer software place. If you freaking own a a porn website, I don't care. Like, own it. You better make sure that you're on top of your shit and that if anything goes wrong, you know that that's your responsibility and that you have to fix that one way or another. If that means that you need to cut ties with a certain manufacturer or co-packer, then cut ties. Go find someone else. You know what? They're not the only game in town. So, you know, own your shit. Stop making excuses and pointing the finger anywhere else. This is your business. You run it.
0: Yep. 100%. I couldn't agree more. And that's pretty much exactly what I said. One of the first things I said when I came up with this, I was like, wait a minute. if You know, exactly what you said. I don't need to reiterate. So anyways, I did want to touch on some feedback we got from the last show. There were people saying that we were too negative. Um, apparently there is some, I don't know if it's, I mean, I don't think we're that negative, but sometimes there's negative stories, you know? I'm, I'm not going to fucking talk about rainbows and sunshine when there's a negative story. You know what I'm saying? So uh I don't I don't know I don't I don't think we come off as negative. I think that we were negative about Kai Green and I think it, it stems from being bodybuilding fans and not wanting to see him removed from the bodybuilding industry in an attempt to be in low budget movies and make an ass of himself on television. Like I apologize or I'm not gonna apologize for rather seeing him on stage than seeing him look like a retard on fucking, you know, some late night television show. You know what I mean? Like, that was what I was saying. I don't think I'm way out of line saying that. And then for the whole rest of the show, we were positive. So I don't know if it's Kai Green Nuthuggers or what, but I mean, like, that said, it is feedback, and I love feedback. So I guess I will say that maybe we will keep that in mind. You know what I mean? Because somebody was listening to the show, a listener, and they thought, you know, it was too negative. So I guess, um, without the listeners, we aren't anything. So I do think maybe we have to be um, conscious of that. But at the same time, I I I disagree that we that may have been a particularly a negative show because we have negative
1: opinions on that particular topic. You know, so yeah, like it's, it's tough because everyone has their own opinion. Like you right. said, I mean, you have the guys that love Kai Green, and look. You know what i was a huge 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 kai green fan and me you too know, some of the stuff that five that years he's ago done definitely. over yeah, exactly like over the last couple of years i don't really agree with some of the stuff that he's done and the choices that he made and and it has nothing to do with his past i mean a lot of people are like oh well you guys can't get over the fact that you know he did you know whatever um but you know what i i still think he has one of the best physiques out there it's just you know as as someone who loves the industry I want to see Kai on stage. I don't want to hear excuses of why he's not going on stage or, you know, these emotional uh, you know, clips of, of him crying and, and, and all of that stuff, you know. If if you're that's just a not our on- style. That's not our you know,
0: not to interrupt you, but that's not I feel like you and I are like straight shooters. We're kinda of like I don't, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to put it. We're like country boys. You know what I mean? We're like we we don't that's not our style. We don't, we don't vibe with that type of thing. And we think it, we don't, it just kind of annoys us, his whole shtick. And that's not right or wrong. You know what I mean? That's just how we feel about it. And if, we, if it's a negative feeling, we're going to say that. Of course, Kai green has got the, one of the greatest physiques of all time. And I used to love well, – Kai Green. had the best videos. I love Kai Green articles. I love Kai Greene videos back in the day. But it's just in regards to him leaving the industry and shit, like kind of at his peak – and trying to do this non, like what I would call nonsense for someone on the Olympia stage, like, I, I just don't, I don't, I personally don't think it's a good thing. And I don't think that's just, pure I don't think that's negativity. I think
1: that's just giving an opinion, right? You know? No, we, we respect everybody's opinion. And, you know, we hope that when you listen to the show that you respect ours as well. I mean, there are going to be times, like you just said, you know, there, there are going to be some topics that. Just don't jive with us that, you know, it's it's hard to find a positive outcome. Um, you know, when you're talking about the sport of bodybuilding. If if Kai decides, hey, look, we're gonna I'm gonna get out of the industry and I'm gonna go pursue my acting career, dude, I'll support him. I don't care. But, you know, this back and forth of, you know, is he gonna compete? Is he not gonna compete? Like just if you're a real fan, you wanna know. Like, you don't wanna be, exactly. you know, kinda on the edge of your seat, you know, kinda going into Olympia prep going. Oh, I wonder if Kai's going to actually compete, and in the whole drama leading up to it and stuff. You know, it's just you know either you're you're in or you're out. Like, do you really want to compete, or or do you want to go pursue other things? And if you do want to pursue other things, that's great. I mean, n- no knock. I mean, I've I've gone from the fitness industry to the supplement industry, and. I'm, you know, technically out of the supplement industry and back in the fitness industry now. So, I mean, people's minds change. You have different passions and, and different mindsets at certain periods and, and times of your lives. I mean, there's there are times where, you know, I, I love, you know, a certain part of one industry and I don't like a certain part of another industry. And then I flip-flop back and forth. Like, you know, we can we can all do that. But, you know, as you mm-hmm. know – we're central bodybuilding. We want to talk about bodybuilding, the industry surrounding, the competitions and the athletes and stuff like that and you know, there're going to be times where, you know, we, we just don't agree with everybody and that's okay. Everyone has their own opinion. So, mm-hmm. if, you know, if we came off negative, you know, I apologize. You know, I, I'm I'm not going to apologize for what we said since it's our, you know, our opinion, but we definitely take, you know, your feedback to heart and and we'll definitely think about some of the topics that we want to to cover moving forward and see you know, if, if there's going to be a negative, uh, light on what we're saying and maybe we'll just keep that short and sweet and, and move on to another topic. But, uh, I mean, Hey, regardless of the feedback, we appreciate it.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And that, that's the bottom line. I mean, negative or, or not. I, 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 enjoy, I, I appreciate the feedback and I'm glad that somebody said something. I mean, it wasn't said in a way that I would have said it. It was kind of like completely over the top, but I mean that's whatever you can you know talk how you want but um it it's interesting because I have my first it, it's easy to say this that and the other thing when you're not the one behind the microphone right so like I, one of the first thing that I ever got critiqued on on the radio was um I don't talk enough and I let the guests cuz this is when I was just doing interviews and shit I let the guests Kind of walk all over me and I don't talk enough. That was my first critique. Somebody bashed me for that. This was like very early on. My next critique, ironically enough, was that I talk about myself too much and I talk too much and I don't think the guests talk. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I, I'm like, so I, at first, I don't talk enough. Now I talk too much. So it's like, okay, I, I try to find a, and I t- took all these to heart, you know, and then I, I, I uh, I got the um, the whole after that I got the whole, um, I'm too agreeable. I just kind of I'm a, I'm like a yes man. I'm just, uh, quote starstruck. I just say good things and I'm like a yes man PC, you know, or, or something like that. And now I'm getting this negativity stuff. So you know, it's like you can't win. Like you can't. Um, I don't want to quote him. That's a bad person to quote. But you know, uh, people say. A a perfect way to fail or whatever is to try to please everybody. You know, you're gonna piss somebody off the way that you speak and the way you are. And I'm very passionate. People call me opinionated, and I fucking hate the word opinionated. Like, what do you mean I'm opinionated? You mean I believe in my opinions? Oh, gee. Like, don't like they say it like it's a negative thing. You're so opinionated. Like, I believe in my i I am sure of myself. When I have a strong opinion, I'm sure of it. I don't second guess. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't – that's what opinion – all opinionated means to me is that you stand by your opinions and you have – you can back them up. You can give reasons why you have that opinion. I hate – the worst thing in the world to me is when someone says, well, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Okay. That means nothing. Well, explain to me why it's your opinion. If you can't explain it, your opinion is – it means nothing. You can't just say it. You know, like I can back up my opinions, and I guess that makes me opinionated, but whatever. And sometimes I'll speak loudly or fast or whatever because I I am confident in that particular opinion, and people take that as like being negative or or whatever. You know, so I, I don't. It's just one of those things where I mean, I guess if if uh, if you can't handle that, then I guess you, you're not going to be listening. But I don't think that we are particularly negative or positive because there will be negative shows and there will be positive shows. You know, um, if this whole story we talked about earlier goes any further and we're able to elaborate on it, it's not going to be a positive conversation. We're not going to talk about fucking rainbow sunshine and unicorns when people are in jail and our industry looks like shit and it's on the news. Like what? Like, you know what? Like, that's just not how it's going to work,
1: but yeah, it, it affects uh, you know you, the listener. You know, right. we're we're trying to make it so that you understand our frustration with certain things because you know either it, it negatively impacts you or it positively impacts you. You know, and either either way it goes is is you know how we're going to to react. I mean, if it's something that's bad for for us in general, all of us. I'm talking to you, you know, the listeners as well. If you know i'm I'm a supplement fan just as much as everyone else and if I'm using a product and I find out that it's tainted or you know the owner did something that I don't agree with like I'm going to get pissed off and i want to defend you know my thoughts and opinions on that topic you know not only for me but for everyone else who doesn't necessarily have a voice like you know we've been I'll be honest. We've been critical of of the IFBB with the way that the judging has been and the lack of transparency between scores and and it's the and stuff show. like that. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so prepare yourself if you need to hit uh, mute or or fast forward or whatever for a little during that time. Uh, you know, please <laughs> please do so. But you know, we're we're trying to get the the facts out there and and get people thinking about stuff that's going on. So if if it's a negative aspect of the industry. You know, we want we want people to think about that, because if everyone just, you know, walks around, you know, farting rainbows, then everyone's going to think that there's nothing wrong where if you expose something and and you let people know that you're frustrated about this and the right people hear it, that's that's how change happens. You know, we're Mm -hmm. we're only two people on this show uh, talking about different topics. But if you're listening and you agree with something that we're saying that, we don't agree is going on, you know, correctly in the industry. You have a voice too. Share it, you know. Share our. Uh, right.
0: Don't our, just our disagree. Lincoln
1: stuff. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Let us it. know. That's what
0: we were here. Like you just said, you said we want you to think, and this is. I like to make people think. I like to break things down and be like, "Does that make sense to you?" And shit like that. Like I, t- I talked about Michael Jordan last last uh, show and said like think about it why would he do that and why has no one else ever done that and it doesn't make any there has to be you know like I like to try to make people think and if you're gonna if you're gonna say that we're just being negative like don't just say you're a fucking moron no one cares what you think like what what is that that's not that has no substance I mean just tell me why I'm wrong you know what I mean like like I explained why I thought that way if you disagree tell me why I'm wrong, explain to me why you disagree with me, don't just say, don't fucking try to insult me, which you're going to fail at, I don't, I don't care what you say about me, like, it's just, I would much rather you, maybe if you actually explain to me why I'm wrong, I might, I might say, you know what, dude, you're 100% right, I'm, I was wrong, that's a great point, you know, so, like, don't just, Insult me, you know. It's like, what is that? That's fucking childish. Tell me why you think I'm incorrect, and then maybe think, maybe think- I will agree with you at that point, but I'm certainly not going to agree with you if you just say, Oh, you fucking idiot. You know, it's like, what is that? Okay, you know,
1: or you know, the opposite if you agree with us and you agree with what we're saying, and, it, and we brought up something that you're like, Yeah, why is that? You know, share it, put it on social media, and, and either. You know, link to the to the podcast so that other people can listen to it and get their take on it and their opinion. I mean, that's that's how stuff goes viral, and, and that's kind of where we're trying to go with the whole transparency and the, with the judging and the scoring for the IFBB and in you know NPC and anything else. You know, any other organizations out there who you know we don't have to just target the the NPC IFBB. It can go for anyone. I mean, there there needs to be some type of transparency so that we the fans understand how certain people placed. I mean, obviously. If you look at everything from the Mr. Olympia to the Arnold Spain to the Kuwait Pro to Prague, I mean, people were flip-flopping around. And, you know, we want to know we weren't there. So we want to see what judges were saying what and how they viewed different physiques. And, you know, you don't get to know that. Yes, you can go see the scorecards at the end, you know, after everything is done, but, you know, you have to do your own research. It's not like... any other sport where you're going to kind of have a play by play of of all of the scoring that's going on so you know where people are placing and and how they're doing and and I want to know what judges are are scoring certain ways you know is is somebody more favorable towards one athlete versus another is there favoritism going on you know is there stuff going on behind the scenes and we would be able yeah. to see that if we could see the scoring. What is the downside? What is the downside to knowing what each each judge said?
0: Somebody explain to me the downside of that. I don't like why would we not do that? But it's like Um and then one thing I do want to clarify just like it doesn't really the IFPB and MPC that is kind of irrelevant because it's it's really just professional bodybuilding. It's the sport itself how it's judged. It doesn't have to do anything with the IFB and NPC necessarily. Like, they're the biggest entities in pro bodybuilding and amateur bodybuilding. But I don't think it has to do with them per se because I love the IFBB. How could I not love the IFBB? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it, it it's pretty much responsible for this show and everything I've ever done in the industry. The money I make in the industry and everything, you know. I, I have a passion for bodybuilding. And all that bodybuilding pretty much comes from the IFBB. The only show I've ever been interested in that wasn't IAPB was the NABBA universe that Lee Priest competed in, in 2013. There's been one show that I've been interested in and I wanted to see him smoke all those fools, which he did. So like, and look amazing at 43 or whatever he was or 40. So that's the only show I've ever been interested in outside the IAPB. So I love the IAPB. It's not them per se or the MPC. It's just the way it's judged in general. Um, and this whole thing kind of leads us to... We'll skip the Quate Pro because the Quate Pro is a, a little bit boring. But the um, what was it the the Prog Pro? And I just finished an article about this today. I wrote about it about subjectivity and that bullshit excuse that subjectivity is why nothing makes sense. Okay, um, it still doesn't make any sense. You know what? It just it, it's subjectivity should not um override criteria like if you have two guys looking at uh, uh two girls and you say which one is hotter and one is like got one is fucking ugly and one's hot you know what i'm saying like there are criteria that that make a winner and a loser in sports we have a guy william bonak who by the way no disrespect to the guy the guy is a i love william bonak i think he's a modern day lee priest He's kicking ass and taking names with these 260 pounders weighing whatever he weighs, 225. And he, he's uh, I love the gold grill. I love his style. You know, he's, a, he's no bullshit. He's confident. I just... He's an awesome bodybuilder all the way through. But for him to go... It doesn't matter if it's William Bonac. It could be any guy. It doesn't matter who it is. For any bodybuilder to be fifth place and then one week later in the same sport be first place... Jump four places, it looking relatively the same, and all the other guys, the same exact guys, looking relatively the same. It's just not okay. And then you have all the back, everyone in the industry being like, uh, mm, uh, we have no idea what happened. Like, why did he, be? it's like, okay, maybe you can make a case for him beating Dexter, Rami, Sean, maybe. Maybe you can make a case for him losing to Dexter Ramishan the week before, but you cannot make a case for those two things happening a week apart. That's a six. That's a eight place swing from week to week with no legitimate changes in physiques. And I, I, I listed all kinds of sports that are subject that are are judged very similar to bodybuilding in my article. S- uh, synchronized swimming, diving, fucking skateboarding, snowboarding. Uh, gymnastics, freestyle motocross, freestyle snowcross, uh, all those sports, every sport in the X Games, pretty much. And, and most of the sports in the Olympics are judged, quote, subjectively. But you would never, ever in a million years have a group of, of Olympic athletes in gymnastics and have one dude place fifth in one competition, go to a competition seven days later, do the same exact shit against the same exact guys in place first. It, it, because it's completely illogical. It's stupid. The crowd would leave and never come back. They'd be like, what is this? Like, how does that even happen? And, And we, we follow bodybuilding. We don't even know what happened, you know? And they say, they bring up, oh, it's a different judging panel and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's all fine and dandy, but it's the same sport though. It's the same criteria. I don't care if it's a different judging panel. It's the same criteria. We're all still like, it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that this guy went from fifth to first for seemingly no reason and different judging panels. It, it. It's as if it was a different judging criteria, which is not okay. You know, you can't just change the judging panel and have the, the, have a have a completely different outcome in the same sport that would never happen do you think like when a a gymnast goes from one country to another it's all the same judges I doubt it but the best gymnast still you know what I'm saying like and it's not that bad like I might like right now people are like oh he's getting all upset or whatever like I'm not like no I'm just talking passionately and I think that it's 99 out of 100 times it's good the judging is pretty good and every and, and you can see why guys win and guys lose. And I often uh I often will take pictures from Olympia or Arnolds and show them to like uh I'll do a group message with a bunch of my friends who know nothing about bodybuilding. And I'll be like, Okay guys, put these guys in order, all three of you guys, separately. Like Greg, Dave, and uh Brian. And and they'll be like, They'll do it, right? And usually they're pretty close. Usually they'll like the like uh in two thousand fifteen they had um uh who'd they have winning in two thousand fifteen? They had um one had Dexter winning; he was second. One had Phil winning. They all had Dexter or Phil winning, right? They were first and second. Most of them had Wolf last or fourth. He was fourth, and some of them had, um, I think one of them had Phil lower or whatever. So it's like it was pretty close, you know. But when you have a flip flop like this, it just is, it's like why? Why is that allowed? Why is that okay? And and don't give me the subjectivity bullshit because there's tons of sports that are subjective and this doesn't happen in any of them it's like it just would not happen can you imagine an X game uh, snowboarder doing his thing and placing fifth then the very next week in a different country doing his thing pretty much the same exact way against the same exact guys and placing first that would never happen and if it happened it would be like people would be pissed They'd be like, what is, how do, so how do we know who wins that this, this is not even worth watching anymore because we don't even know how anyone wins. Like, like I've said a million times, we need criteria, like specific, clear criteria. You get a score for conditioning. You get a score for uh, shape. You get a score for symmetry, meaning all muscles developed equally. And you get a score for mass and you got to make all those different categories of, of different values. And then we see what each competitor gets in each one. And then we know Then a fan can see, okay, this it's like, I'm sure that's how the other sports are. I'm sure in gymnastics, they get a, they get points for their run up. They get points for how tight their spins are. They get points for their landing. I, I I don't know. I don't know those sports well enough, but I bet that's how it is. I doubt it's just a random score. Maybe it is, but I just feel like that would fix everything. We wouldn't have these like, because if you had that, this wouldn't. Ne- this could never happen. Because if you had, if you judge each section of criteria, you couldn't have a guy go from fifth to first. Because you'd have to change criteria, and it would go from you would either go from incorrect to correct, and then you'd know it was incorrect before, or it would go from correct to incorrect. So it, it, it would either it would either expose nonsense or the nonsense would not happen you know and and if it exposed nonsense then it could be dealt with like you said um i just don't i don't i'm a i'm a and this sounds negative but it's not negative i'm trying to put something into the light that needs to be fixed so that our sport can be better you know what i mean like i love bodybuilding so i'm going to be upset when stuff like this happens because it's like how do you how do you promote a sport where you can't even if my buddies came to me, I've said this a hundred times. My buddies came to me who don't know bodybuilding. They're trying to get into it. So like, like a young guy that I work with or something was like, dude, how come William Bonak jumped from this to this? I'd be like, I don't know, dude. How, why would they get into that sport? They, they can be like, wait, this guy knows everything about bodybuilding, it seems like. But he doesn't know why guys place, where they place. What, what do you think? Is, you think that's going to make them like jump right into bodybuilding and love it? You know what I mean? That's not, that's not a good thing for our sport. And I want the best for our sport.
1: Well, there were, there's a few things that, that I was curious about over the last several weeks, you know, obviously we watched the Olympia, you know, we did the recap the the following week and, you know, I think Rami impressed us all because we've never seen Rami look like that. So going from the Olympia to, you know, the Arnold Spain, you know, he, he tightened up even more. So I can definitely see him moving up. So, you know, I don't know what's going on with, with Sean and and the judges. Honestly, I like Sean's physique. Um, you know, obviously he could tighten up a little bit. Uh, he, he's been soft in some of the shows. But, you know, Rami going from fourth in the Olympia, going to second at Spain, and then winning the Kuwait Pro, you know, I could see it. You know, every single show, he seemed to get a little bit better, a little bit tighter. You know, he, he got some more of his fullness back without necessarily totally killing his conditioning. Um, but Kuwait was kind of an eye-opener for me. Um, I'm not sure if maybe there was a little bit of favoritism going on. I mean, you had Nathan Dayasha, who, I mean, he was pretty much tied for last, wasn't he, at, at the Olympia, if, if I'm correct? Pretty much. I mean, so, so, for I mean, all intents somebody, and purposes. Yeah, I mean, you, you were basically dead last in the Olympia. And you mean to tell me two weeks later you move all the way up to sixth? You know, right be, right behind Bonac? That's, that confused me. And then obviously Rami won that show. And, you know, I, I think he was probably deserving of it. Did Dexter look any different from Arnold Spain to Kuwait? not really enough for me to kind of go, huh, why didn't he win? Um, you know, did Rami get better? Yes. So I agree with Rami winning Kuwait, Dexter getting second. Um, you know, Bonak, you know, slipped back to uh, to fifth in Kuwait. But, you know, Winkler was in there. Dayasha was top six. And it was pretty much the, the crew that was working out at Oxygen Gym. So that, you know, not that it raised a a red flag, but it made me kind of do one of those, huh? Like, Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, going on to Prague, did Bonac change that much to go from fifth place to winning the show? I don't think so. He, he, he's looked pretty much the same to me for the last four shows. He barely changed
0: at all. And Dexter got better. So, I mean,
1: Prague, I thought was probably one of the best, the best physiques that that Dexter has brought to the stage, um, you know, in, in all of these shows, I thought yeah, Dexter in a couple got, of years maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's that's still the not best. still
0: not what he was, uh, still not what he was ten years ago. But yeah, no, 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 no. But, but yeah. I mean,
1: looking at the last several shows, I mean this this was the best I thought that Dexter looked. So oh, yeah. for him to drop to third and and you know be beaten out by Bonac and Rami. I was kind of like, yeah, I love Bonac's physique, but h- how do you judge it where the guy placed no better than third going into it? And you have two guys being Rami and Dexter who seem to be getting better, but Bonac's physique really hasn't changed enough to make me go, wow, like he brought it. You know, it's night and day in comparison to, say, the Olympia or, you know, Arnold Spain or Kuwait or whatever. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm happy to see that Bonac won. Was it deserving? That's kind of, I guess, for everyone to, uh, to decide for themselves. But in in my opinion, I, I probably wouldn't have had him in first, even though I'm glad to see him actually win a show for once. But, uh, you know, Rami, Rami, I think deserves second. I would have actually threw Dexter in first at Prague. Um, you know, Bonac, I probably would have maybe had him at, at third, and then, you know, Roden and Rooley the way that it, it kind of finished out the the top five. But I mean what's what what's your take on Bonak's physique? I mean he's he's consistent, which is good, but you know, if you look at the way that the judges have been scoring him, were you kind of surprised to see him, you know, win Prague? I mean, honestly, if my
0: whole uh, gripe has nothing to do with um, him winning. It has to do with him placing fifth and winning a week later. That's, the problem is the fluctuation of his placings, not the placings themselves. I don't think, if he had been like first and second leading up to the show, I would have no problem with him winning. That's what the judges are going for. You know what? Like, so I may not agree with it, but at least it make, it would make sense you know? But for him to place fifth, then first, that's just nonsense. It's, it's silly is what it is. It's silly. So if you, if you're asking me, what do I think of him placing first in the Prague pro? I don't mind it too much. I think if William Bonak was four inches taller, he beats all these guys, period. I think if he's four, four inches taller, he is easily second place at the Olympia this year and pushes Phil. Um, he's essentially Kai Green. But, I mean, yeah. he is very close to Kai Green, but he has like he's like a young Kai Green. That's all there is to it. He's as packed with muscle as a young Kai Green was. He reminds me of Kai Green back in the Arnold old nine Arnold days. He's got that. Um, he's got a small midsection, but it, it he has to be. Uh, conscious of it because he he's so he's got that short kai green torso so he has to in his transition sometimes it gets a little bubbly but i mean dude that back double bicep is insane that back lat spread front double he even hits it a little bit like kai he's got huge arms great delts clean muscle tight waist massive so i mean i think the only thing holding him back is height and i think like i said if he's rami's great and he's overpowering and everything and I don't think, I really don't think Dexter should be beating Rami at this point, honestly. Maybe at the Prague, maybe, but even that's a stretch. Dexter's not what he was, and I just don't see him beating Rami. I don't I don't agree with it. Uh, the, the, the detail and crispness is one thing. Rami beats him on. He doesn't have better shape than Rami. I don't care what anyone says. He has a smaller waist, but he's also 60 pounds lighter. Of course, he has a smaller waist. So, I don't agree with... Necessarily, Dexter beating Rami, um, unless Rami is way off. But as far as Bonac is concerned, I just think that it's really about height. If if these guys didn't have height, I think he would smoke all these guys. I really do. I think if you put Bonac next to Rami and Bonac's five nine, this Rami has Rami gets beat. Like Rami's quads are massive. If you put if Bonac was five nine. And was weighing whatever he would weigh at 5'9". He'd probably be 260 on stage. He, his quads would be the same size as Rami's or very close. And they'd have better... They'd probably have better um, detail and shit. So, like... I, I think he beats everyone in almost every pose if he's um, 3 or 4 inches taller. So, that said, I don't think... I wouldn't. Ha- I don't have a huge problem with him winning. I would not have had him winning, I don't think. Personally. But... Uh, he is that good. I mean, the guy is very good. I said, I said, um, after the, uh, the post Olympia show we did, I said, I said he smoked Dexter Jackson in prejudging. And I think he did. You put them guys side by, you could put those guys side by side. I think Bonac smokes them bigger, better shape, cleaner muscle. I mean, what, I mean, he's just not, maybe not cleaner muscle, but he's, he's just better than Dexter is. He's younger. He's fresher. He's like Kai green squished down three inches. I mean, Kai Green was going mano-a-mano mono with Phil Heath. And this guy is the closest thing to Kai Green we will ever see. There's no way a guy is going to look more like Kai than this guy. It's almost yeah. eerie how much he looks like Kai. From the glutes to the posing to that back that connects at his hip, it's all Kai Green esque He's just a few inches shorter, uh, and that really hurts him. And I do think sh- being short hurts you, but it's like Lee Priest. You know, if Lee Priest was... A few inches taller, he would be one of the greatest bodybuilders of all time. He'd be in that. I mean, he's kind of taboo, but if Lee Priest is three inches taller, he's in the Kevin Fleck, Sean discussion every time. No doubt about it. But so in that, if you're going to eliminate the height factor, I have no problem with Bonac winning this show. But like I said, I definitely have a problem with him pacing fifth and first and and, and people saying, oh, it's subjective. Like, what do you like that? I hate that. I hate when people say, oh, it's all subjective. Like. Well, then why do we even have criteria if it's just subjective? Why don't we just put a bunch of monkeys up there and have them, wh- whatever they shout the loudest, that guy wins. Like, it's stupid, subjective. That's not but a sport. You, you can
1: have a physique that changes a lot over the course of seven days. But, you know, yeah, but it and, and I would make a case for that if if his physique changed. But right. Bonak Bonac has looked the same from – the Olympia to Spain to Kuwait to Prague, it, it it's identical. I mean, literally, if, if you put him on stage with a black background and the same posing trunks, you would think it was the same show. There's there's no difference. I mean, it, it's not like you're looking at Dexter where he goes from looking soft to really no definition in his legs to you know getting some of those cuts back in his legs and and being more defined. I mean, seven days is a lot of time for somebody's physique to change. You know, for the better or the worst, but Bonac is is literally, you know, he, he's on cruise control. The, nothing has changed, which which is good. I mean, his conditioning is good. I mean, like you said, it's if he was a little bit taller, he'd be killing everybody. But uh, you know, when when somebody's physique doesn't change, it's it's difficult to look at it and go, you know, how does he go from a fifth placing and a week later jump all the way up to first with the exact same physique? And it's not like you had Rami or Dexter or or you know even Rodin, for, for that matter, um, looking much different. I mean, those guys pretty much got a little bit better going into this show. So, you know, I just don't understand the difference with, with the scoring from Kuwait, where he was sitting at fifth, uh, ultimately winning Prague.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, people who were at, and obviously neither, we weren't at the show, so everything we're saying is coming off of, of uh, the little bit of video and um, photos, but... I I heard that Bonak was better, um, uh, in Prague than he was in at Kuwait. But I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that he wasn't. If if he was better, it was very uh, by a very small margin. And according to the pictures and photos, you really it, it's very hard to tell that he was better. It, it like some shots you're like yeah maybe, and the other shots you're like well no not so much. So it's really. Uh, and, and how much could you have possibly changed if you look the same in photos, you know, maybe you changed a little bit, but not enough to sway you four places. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, that's, that's that the whole, the whole, uh, tour was pretty cool. I love when they do these things. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting how these guys go from country to country and just, I would love to be, uh, a fly in the wall just to like hang out with Romney the whole time and go to every country and stuff. I'm so jealous, but um, it, it was, it was a good, it, it's been a good tour. And now there's like a, a Mr. Olympia Europe that Robin Chang's putting on, I guess now um, that's, that's coming up here in a couple weeks. So looking forward to that. But uh, the other thing I want to touch on, we talked about it last week, but never got to it is Kevin. We haven't addressed Kevin LaVrone yet or LaVroni. Um, his announcement that he's not done. He's gonna get more treatment on his knee, and he's gonna continue on. We haven't talked about this yet, have we? Uh, very,
1: very quickly, I think over, we haven't given our uh, we haven't given English. our actual English.
0: opinions on. It, I don't think.
1: No, no. I, I think we quick touched on it that you know he's not done, but I think we pretty much buttoned that up, and and we we're going to use that for a, another episode. So okay. yeah, I mean, if if we want to talk about that, let's go
0: yeah, I wanted to bring that up before it becomes like old news. So, and, uh, speaking of other episodes, I'm not going to name names cause man, this industry, dude, I've had so many guests lined up that, that fell through. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But we have two big name guests and I'm talking big name. It doesn't get much bigger in bodybuilding. Um, it's not Jim Mannion or Phil Heath, but besides that, like these are big names. And we, we've we decided to kind of branch out and have some guests on, especially d- during the bodybuilding all uh, time. So we, I have two guests that have said yes to coming on central bodybuilding, huge guests. So stay tuned for that, but I'm not going to say their names or who they are because I mean, you know, who knows? Cause I've had so many people pull out. It's not even funny. Um, so in, in regards to Kevin LaVrone, LaVrone saying this, uh, I am elated to hear this I don't believe that he's going to make an impact at the big shows. I just think that ship has sailed. I don't know. I mean, Kevin was... I, I do think... I, I'm going to agree with uh, our own Bob Chick in that the the modern guys don't get the respect they deserve. People act as if, if Kevin was at his best, he would destroy Phil Heath. What, what competitions are you watching? You are wrong if you think that. There's no way you think that the best Kevin ever would come on stage at this Olympia and destroy Phil Heath. No, no. He wasn't even able to win the Olympia. Maybe Dorian's best would beat Phil, but that'd be a battle. I mean, Ronnie O3 might destroy Phil, but that's about it. Phil's not getting destroyed. He's a six-time Mr. Olympia. Don't go, don't say that some guy who never even won the Olympia was going to destroy Phil Heath at his best from 20 years ago. That's just, that's just ludicrous. So even if, even if he was able to get back to his all-time best, which is not going to happen because you can't be your all-time best at 52, 53, it's, it is not a possibility unless you were never good, which Kevin was good. So even if he was got back to his best or let's say 90% of his best at 90% of his best, Kevin is not in the mix at the Olympia, no way, shape, or form. He's maybe top ten, maybe, which would be awesome. Um, or if he goes to the Arnold next year, which I kind of feel like he's he's thinking about that. 90% of his best. If it's a week show, he might place he might be in the mix, you know, he's not gonna win. He's not gonna beat whoever's gonna win the Arnold in 2017. It's just like, don't act like the, the sport is just totally digressed. Like, yeah, there's some washed out midsections. Like I've talked about this, that, and the other thing. But the the main thing I notice now compared to the older guys are like the back double bicep pose is just like Bob said this on, on the show with, uh, with, um, uh, I can't remember the name of it with David Bay. He's like, close your eye or whatever he said. Like, think of. Kevin's back double at his best and Phil's back double at his best. And he goes, the show's over. The show is over. And he's 100% right. Kevin's back double next to Phil's back double, both of their best. There's not even, I mean, there, there's hardly a comparison. Phil has better arms, better delts. And people are like, oh, God, he does have better delts. Not by much, but he has better arms, better delts, better tries, better buys, better, way better back, way deeper back, way bigger back, way more detailed back, better lower back better, way better glutes, way better hams and better calves and probably better shape too in that pose. So it's not even close, you know, but all that said, I do, I'm so, so glad that he's continuing on because this whole Kevin thing has just been, it's something to watch and it's something to talk about. And it is very motivating, no matter who you are to see uh, a guy of his age, just looking like an absolute freak and uh guest posing and trying to bring it back and everything. And I saw a recent photo on uh, Instagram. I don't know if you saw it of his quads. He's like laying down or whatever. And he's flexing his quads and they look, they yep. look really good. I mean, they don't look like Olympia caliber quads. They're, they're small, but man, they're separated and vascular and the skin looks good, you know? So it's hard to believe they haven't come up at least a little bit from the Olympia, the way they looked in that photo. Uh, but either way, any way you slice it, that picture of his quads that was just on Instagram, those are some crazy quads for a fifty-two-year-old. I don't care. I, mean, I don't care if it's a if it's the angle or a filter or whatever. It doesn't matter. Those are some crazy quads. And uh, I, like I said, I am just I am so happy that he's going to continue on. And uh, if he can even come back and his legs are you know fifteen percent bigger and his and his upper body is ten percent bigger, you know who knows? He could come into a week show and be right in the mix battling. And it's just. Um, I just like hearing all the interviews and everyone everyone's opinion on it because everyone – it's such a polarizing story that it's, it makes for great discussion on all levels of the bodybuilding industry. And that's why I'm elated to hear that he's uh, – he's when, when I first heard he was continuing on, I was like – I remember I was uh, – I had just gotten back from work and I had my phone on. I was watching uh, – Bob was interviewing him on uh, <coughs> The Last Rap. That's what it's called. On The Last Rap. And he asked the question, are you done? And I thought for sure I would have bet money on him saying, yeah, Bob, I'm done. It was a good – and he said no. He said I'm going to keep going. And I remember standing there being like, yes, you know, like this is – like, yes. I remember like in my head I was so excited because it just continues this um, polarizing story.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's exciting. I mean I know – early on we were kind of like he's not even gonna do well at at the olympia and and i think his physique shocked a whole bunch of people i mean he didn't look bad obviously you know the the injuries that he had that he disclosed later on you know kind of made sense you know of, of why his legs were down and and so on but uh but yeah i mean if, if he gets under the bar and he starts you know getting back to grinding and and getting squats in and you know building his legs back up i mean there's there's no reason that he can't place extremely well at some of the shows next year. I mean will he win uh, you know a major show in my opinion? No, probably not but there's plenty of, of different shows you know local shows that are out there um, you know on the, on the smaller scale IFBB lineup but you know I think he can place extremely well at those. you know will will he place maybe top five in in some of the major shows? Uh, even that to me, honestly, is, is kind of far fetched. But you know, I guess I've seen stranger things happen with with the judging, so uh, I guess we won't say no as as a definite. But uh, but I'm excited. I mean, I thought he looked decent at at the Olympia. So if he can bring up some of those lagging body parts and, and you know free himself from some of those injuries, uh, I would love to see him on stage again. You know, I would love to see him do the Arnold come in and and you know shake things up at the Arnold Classic.
0: Oh, yeah, me too.
1: And I think that's probably what he's planning. Um, I, don't I would see... like to see most of these guys come back and do the Arnold, to be honest. Yeah. You know, quit quit, kind of, you know, sitting out all of these shows and just coming into to the Olympia. I mean, obviously, Phil <laughs> Phil's not going to come back and do some of the other shows. Not when he's making the money he's making just winning the Olympia. But, I mean, I would love to see Rami on the uh, the Arnold stage and, and, you know, Dexter and, and Rodin and Rooley and and all these guys stepping on the Arnold stage, like, most guys these days are, are kind of bowing out and just holding out for the Olympia. And while I understand what they're doing, but, you know, as a fan of bodybuilding, I would love to see them in as many shows as possible.
0: Me too. 100%. I don't agree with the qualification system. That's a whole other show. <clears throat> um, I, I would like to see Flex, Lear, Flex Wheeler in the classic division. I think that would be awesome. But uh, Kevin did post a video a couple weeks ago of him squatting 315 for 19 reps two depth. I don't know if you saw that one but uh I mean 315 for 19 on squats is it's it's no uh it's no miracle lift but man it's pretty impressive uh that's that's if that tell if that's um indication of anything then I guess his legs are are coming up because I know a couple weeks out from the Olympia he posted a picture of him squatting 315 for 9 or something and now he's doing, or maybe 12, not 19, that's the for sure, and this time he busted out 19 good smooth reps uh, all the way to parallel or lower, so uh, that's pretty impressive, and he's, um, he's like you said, he's under the squat bar, dude's squatting, so you never know, you really never know that with a complete genetic mutant like that, so uh, how he does is pretty much, to me, like irrelevant, I'm not expecting him to win any big shows or anything like that, and that's, so I don't really care how he does. I just want to hear the interviews. I want to hear him speak about it. I want to hear, you know, I want to garner the motivation from it and all that type of stuff. I think it's just, it's such a cool story that um, it's, it's good all the way around. I don't see any negative in it. Maybe if you're Phil Heath, you might think it's taken away from your glory or whatever. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think if anything, it even makes more talk for Phil Heath because you got these people comparing him to Phil Heath. So, uh, I love it. I can't wait to see what he does. I love that. You know what it is? Honestly, it's like Kevin is back. Whether he's blasted the Olympia or not, he's back. We're seeing training clips of Kevin Lavroni live. Like what else could we ask for? We're seeing Kevin bench press 405 pounds for reps. Just like the old days when uh, Mitsuru Okabe used to go there in 1998, and and he would do 405 for 10, like it was there was no way like it was a broomstick, you know. Yeah. But the, back those days, he has this. Those are the coolest videos. Those he had this the hoodie on with that gaunt face. 12 days out, he's doing 315 for 15 on incline, just like hossing it up, no problem, you know. With and he's just like skin and bones, dude in the face, and we get that's that's back. We're seeing clips of Kevin training and Kevin talking about training and Kevin talking about his mindset coming into a show. I mean, what more can we ask for? I mean, that's that's all back for us now. So whether or not he does great, like, who gives a shit? That's not really what it's about. It's about – it's much bigger than that, and um, I love it. I just – I can't wait to watch it
1: unfold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be interesting. I mean – He's going to shake things up, and I love the story of, you know, him coming back and Dexter still, you know, competing. Um, I, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, you're seeing guys technically who, by normal standards, uh, you know, shouldn't even be on stage because of their age. So they're they're kind of defying, uh, you know, the aging process. And, you know, in, in today's age where you have guys that, you know, once they hit 40 – they they look like they're sixty. Uh, it just goes to show what what fitness and, and living a healthy lifestyle can do for you. I mean, Kevin. Uh, I looking at him on stage and at the press conference and everything else. I, I would have never guessed he's over fifty. No freaking way.
0: No, you know, way. I would have thought
1: maybe maybe late thirties, early forties, um, but not over fifty. I mean, the guy looked great. I mean, his skin was was flawless. Uh, you know, a guy, his size, you you obviously kind of look at and go, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, he's still in his prime. Got to be, you know, thirties, maybe pushing 40, but, but I mean, he's, he's, he's timeless. I mean, his, his physique is great. And I mean, honestly, what he's accomplished in such a short period of time prepping is, is amazing. I mean, who, who knows what he's going to bring to the stage next year? Once he gets, you know, another few months under his belt of, of heavy lifting and, and, you know, working the nutrition in and supplements and stuff. I mean, Holy smokes, I mean, we could be in store for an amazing two thousand seventeen, yep, and like I said before it's it's borderline miracle it's
0: just uh unfortunately, like I also said two shows ago, the um foolish expectations kind of watered down how miraculous what he did actually was but uh nonetheless if you if you know if you if you know the the industry, you know that this is is just unreal it really is like from another planet so uh with that that's going to bring us to the end of another episode of central bodybuilding episode 63 and uh check out ironmagazine.com you'll find this show over there along with all our articles uh my article about subjectivity will be up uh shortly matt's got a whole bunch of articles over there we got central bodybuilding international iron all the radio shows and over there uh the last rep is also posted over there with bob chick and david bay and uh, yeah, check out, uh, support the industry, support the show by picking up some Iron Mag Labs products. If you're unsure where to buy from, make it Iron Mag Labs. We support MD. We support RX. We support, obviously, Iron Magazine, us. We support Digital Muscle, the webcast. We support everything. So we are the support. Um, and uh, so yeah, go check us out. Spend some money over there. If you use coupon code JEFF15, G-E-O-F-F-1-5, you can get 15% off at checkout. If you have any questions about the products, I know them very well. You can he can hit me up if you have any concerns or anything. You know, whatever, hit hit me up. Message Matt. We always I always respond to everybody. It might take a little while because I'm not super anal about social media, but I'm on it a lot. I, I check it pretty regularly. So shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I'll uh, you ask anybody who's ever messaged me, I I answered them. I'm sure, uh, even if they were telling me I was. Uh, a, a, a dank or whatever like that's happened too and i answer them uh so yeah hit us up use the coupon code buy some stuff and uh
1: that's all i got matt nice nice i mean episode 63 in the books um like you said we got some cool stuff going on with some interviews coming up um uh, you know we're gonna get those scheduled but uh keep the feedback coming i mean ho- <laughs> i hope that we weren't too uh too negative today but uh you know obviously, you know we try and be as truthful as, as, as we can and and, and uh, some of the stuff that we talk about isn't necessarily all you know peaches and cream, but we want to give you guys the the raw of of our thought process and, and where we're going. so you know let the feedback keep coming in. I mean good, bad, let us know. I mean don't say you know you guys are jerks all jerk offs or something. you know if, if that's the way you think, let us know why. What are we saying that that mm-hmm. makes you feel a certain way? And if you like the show, you know yeah you could say that you like the show but you know what what do you like specifically about the show is it uh the dialogue between Jeff and I is it you know how raw and, and unscripted we are where you know we we might go off on a tangent and and eventually come back but uh you know maybe maybe you enjoy the the unscripted nature of of the show even though we have notes that we're trying to follow in terms of uh where we want to go with the show and topics to cover but uh i mean th- there's nothing that's that's scripted with us you know I know I personally don't don't write notes and, and keep them in front of me of you know, stuff that I want to touch on. I just kind of let things flow. Uh, yep. I think you know that's that's pretty much the best type of radio when it's you know just off the top of your head, you know whatever comes to mind, and, and that's what uh, you know comes out. So hopefully we we portray the industry in you know a good way and and give you guys the information that you want. So keep the information and and the feedback coming, whether it's on my social media on Facebook or Twitter or or, or my business page or head over to Jeff and and let him know on his social media. Uh, You know, we we enjoy reading the feedback, you know, good, bad or indifferent. You know, it it makes our show better. And and obviously, like Jeff said earlier, you know, without you guys, we don't have a show. So, you know, we want to give you guys what you want. So let us know.
0: 100 percent. I agree with all that. And uh, check out uh, check out Bodybuilding Nerds Radio, too. Those guys are. Supporters of us, they're always uh, listening and uh, breaking our shows down, good or bad, which we definitely
1: appreciate. So check those guys out. It's a good show. Yeah, Body shout good. out to Scott. He and I had a great conversation this weekend. Uh, you know, we were just talking about nerdy stuff like radio and my background with uh, having my own radio show on on the FM dial and obviously working for ESPN 1240 for a little bit um, with, with CBS and... It was, it was cool to talk to him. I mean, if, if you guys aren't familiar with their show, definitely go give those guys a listen and, and support them as well because they're out there, you know, supporting us and, and giving feedback about our shows. So shout out to those guys for sure.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, Scott McNally is who he's talking about. So hit him up and, uh, uh, yeah, great guys. And they 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 get it, you know. So uh, check those guys out over at Bodybuilding Nerds. And with that, that takes us to the end of another episode of Central Bodybuilding. Brought to you by IronMagLabs.com, IronMagResearch.com, IronMagazine.com. I am Jeff Roberts for Matt Wyke, and we are out.